Welcome to Sis Spill the Tea. We're your hosts, Katie and Callie. In this podcast, we talk all things men, money, and manifestation. Now let's spill the tea. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our official first episode of Sis Spill the Tea. I am so so pumped for this. Kelly and I have just been so excited. I mean, you guys have even been requesting us to do more things together because you love our vibe. So this is really going to be an intro episode talking about what we're going to be bringing to the table, the vibes of this episode. But first off, I wanted to start with a little bit of a question. I want to do this at the beginning of each episode so you guys can kind of get a life update about what's been going on. So that question is, Callie, what has been something recently in your life that has been to do with men, money, and manifestation? I'd love to hear. Spill the tea. Yes. So as you guys follow us on Instagram, you will have seen that we just recently went to Hamilton Island and it was a whole freaking vibe. It was so good, you guys. Check out. I I know I have a highlight on Instagram, but check it out. Hamilton Island is just chef's kiss. Yes, so when we were at Hamilton Island, I convinced my sister to go jet skiing with me. And we were on the jet ski and we, no joke, we jet skied around the entire island. It was like an island jet ski tour. It was so good. Anyway, it was so, so incredible. And after that, because I'd also just recently been in Noosa with my partner and we went jet skiing again. So I'd been jet skiing twice. And after this experience in Hamilton Island, my sister just loved it so much. I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm manifesting a jet ski. And I was like, it's done. Katie will remember me mentioning this. And for me, it's very, very, I mean, for everyone, right? It's like so easy to manifest when you're unattached. And I had the unattached vibe. I was like, I want a jet ski, but I don't have this like tight time frame. Like I need it anytime soon. And then Katie can tell you guys what we just recently manifested. Yes. So we are in the process of securing our dream beachfront property. So we're currently in the process of doing that, which is so exciting. But even for Callie, like you are unattached. You went like, how? Like, you know, we don't live anywhere near the beach at the moment. Wouldn't make sense to get a jet ski. But both of us are... Um, Oh no, we are kind of a little bit specific manifestors, but we are very good at releasing the how. Like we are so like the how is the universe's responsibility. I, on the other hand, wasn't manifesting a jet ski really, but I was manifesting a beachfront property. If you guys know me, I love summer. I love the beach. I will spend every single day in a sundress and in a bikini. That is my type of vibe. So actually for years, I have been manifesting a beachfront property. Um, If you know, you know, the past few years, Melbourne, we had one of the longest lockdowns in the whole of the world. So I couldn't even travel to where I wanted to go to look at the beach houses. I was just wistfully scrolling through my apps, looking at them, hoping that one day it would happen, holding the vision. And I kind of gave up a little bit as you said Kelly like the unattachment I was just like you know what I'm just releasing the grasp on it and then literally um like what was it last weekend or the weekend before we ended up um just it just collapsed time it just happened straight away we saw the perfect piece of land right on the beach it literally has palm trees in front guys like the vibes it is a beautiful beautiful beach and we can build our dream home on this piece of land we can put a jet ski there we can put our boat there and we can have such a vibe and literally it just happened and all of a sudden I'm like whoa 
that was so insanely quick. It will take, you know, a year or two to build, but it's coming in. The vision is manifesting. So yeah, that's something that's kind of happened for both of us, hasn't it, in the past few weeks to do with men money manifestation and honestly i think it was only like three weeks ago or so that we were in hamilton island and i had declared because i'd never won a jet ski before right i was like this seems like way too much effort way too much work don't live near the beach you know but this time it was just like i want that and there was no shame around wanting it like let yourself want that thing just so openly like and just feel like it's just like you know i want it and there's nothing wrong with that and it doesn't have to make sense either guys it doesn't have to be logical or realistic like that's something we've really unattached with as well right like it's it doesn't matter about trying to create something um that like necessarily fits in perfectly with your life but the universe will rearrange and it did and not to mention in Hamilton Island we also were kind of looking around that area for beach houses um, or waterfront properties and that's part of the manifestation process we weren't sure if we wanted it there or in Cairns we end up buying something in Cairns because we got a whole entire house for the price of an apartment in Hamilton Island but I am like constantly looking at properties like that is one of my favorite ways to manifest even if you don't have the money or it's out of your budget or it's just you know whatever it is again that's realistic I am always being the version of me that's one step ahead that's embodying that and I'm always filling my subconscious mind with the things that I desire and one way I do that is through always just looking at property wherever I am, just imagining myself, you know, with five, 10 different properties. And eventually that just happens to happen because I'm available for that. I'm embodying that. And speaking more about like things, like the universe will rearrange things for it to work out. My desire and my declaration for that jet ski came before we knew we were buying a holiday house, right? And like, it didn't, to me, it's like, I don't need to know the details and the specifics. It's like, I want a jet ski and like, that's it. And things will rearrange itself for it to work out. I didn't know that that would mean we'd buy um, a holiday house or anything like that. It's just like, can you actually let yourself want things? And I think that's a really big, honestly, block for many people is like, they hold some like shame around wanting more money in their business, more money in their life. And I know for my sister and I, it's just been something that we've worked on so much to be able to just manifest these things so quickly and easily. Yes. And the big thing is unattachment which we will touch on I'm sure in so many other episodes but such a great way to start the episode with something positive and something for you guys to really feed off because I know as well like that is what we call an expander in the manifestation world where listening to other people's story of manifestation shows your neural pathways in your brain that it is so possible and that is how we're going to go into the next bit which is the purpose of this podcast so if you don't already know Kelly and I already have our own kind of coaching businesses we have our own podcasts which have been very much you know about personal development and all of that but we realized that together as a duo we are such a force we are just such a vibe together we're always bouncing off each other we're always having these conversations we love to talk about it with our friends in the spiritual community and we wanted to come together to bring you guys a space where the vibe is two sisters chatting about recent updates, chatting about men, chatting about wealth, designer things, luxury, manifestation, just giving you guys an update of where we're at because our lives are just always so exciting, always things are happening. And we've, we've got another trip this weekend. We're jetting off to another place to check out um, our property that we're actually settling on and all of that. Um, and meanwhile, 
imagining that you are at the table with us and we are dropping tips, tricks, and inspiration about what we have learned to help you guys up level. So this is a place almost like, you know, when you just mindlessly want to watch a TV show, but instead you want to plug in to something that is easy to listen to, feels like a conversation, yet at the same time is secretly elevating your subconscious mind. So those are the vibes. Kelly, anything else you want to add to that? Honestly, just that my sister and I realized that every time we come together, we literally talk about these things nonstop for hours and hours. And I realized like, I want you guys to have a seat at that table. I want you guys to be able to be here listening to this kind of stuff because the one of the biggest reasons why my sister and my family and I have been able to up level so fast and even actually my partner who we've been together for the last like few months now, he has been manifesting incredible things. And the reason why he's been able to do that is because he is consistently around me and my family. And when you are around people who are talking about manifestation, are consistently up, like helping you to up level, you up level as well. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. We know that is a truth. That is a truth bomb. And there's another quote that says like, do you have an inner circle or do you have like an inner cage, right? Because the people you surround yourself with can either elevate you or they can either bring you further down and, and cage you up and feed you with doubts and fears and all of that and insecurities. And obviously you can always rise above, but getting your, yourself in a place where you are so supported. And if you can't do that in your personal life, go online and find those communities, find the content to consume that is that, right? Because it's your decision to to decide where in the sphere of the internet you are going to place yourself, right? And it can be used for either your detriment or for your benefit. So today we wanted this to kind of be an intro episode. Obviously, it's our first episode and we wanted to for you guys to get to know us a little bit better. So we are the Wilkinson sisters. I'm Katie. And I'm Callie. We very often get um, asked if we are twins, literally. We are not. <laughs> Still to this day. Um, we are actually two years and two days exactly apart. I am the oldest one, but Callie and I have our whole entire lives just been like two peas in a pod. Not to say that we didn't fight. We had a fair few good fights and arguments and stealing each other's clothes, just everything that sisters are, right? Um, but we have just been pretty inseparable. We went to the same schools. We ended up studying um, at the same college, studying kinesiology and mind-body medicine together. We ended up at the same workplace, and then we ended up quitting that and starting our own businesses, which are now in the exact same industry. So we, um, you know, just love being in each other's lives, elevating each other, um, and yeah. That's the vibe. And this is a space that we help you to elevate as well because I've only ever been in this family where we all love manifestation. We all have similar beliefs. And I know what it's like to then your family doesn't have those same beliefs and it can make you feel like you're sort of isolated in a sense. So this is a space that you can come. You can tune into our vibes because we are all about men, money, manifestation, which is the three core topics. But going back to what Katie was talking about before about how we had a lot of shared experiences, when we started kinesiology together, that was right out of high school. So we had actually had our spiritual awakening at a very, very young age. And a lot of that was to do with, um, you know, we've been through quite a lot of trauma. We've been through a lot of experiences in our life and... Yeah. Oh, we also went and we totally forgot because we've honestly worked through it so much and healed it. Like I forget that it was part of our life that we both went through chronic illness, which actually led us to study kinesiology, which took us down this path 
where we now, you know, teach other people about manifestation and everything like that. Yes. So I think that was really the entryway into our spiritual awakening. At least for me, it was illness. And that's, you know, for a lot of people, you awaken and you open your eyes to the illusion of life after you honestly hit rock bottom for many people. And that happened, at least for me, very, very early on in my teenage years. In the beginning, I did struggle with mental health. I had an eating disorder, all of that. And it really got to, um, you know, I got to my limits where I developed chronic illness. I developed chronic fatigue. Callie will remember I was struggling so much to the point where I was so trapped in my body. I could barely, barely function. And I had to actually drop out of high school and just really focus on my recovery. And, and in that moment where everything falls away, you know, in your teens, your whole life is not even about friends and partying and grades and all of that. And all that was just stripped away from me in, in such a short amount of time. And all of a sudden it was just me and having to reevaluate. And that was when the trajectory of my life really changed um, in an instant because I realized, okay, what does really matter? What you know, is important to me. And it wasn't just the grades and, you know, getting into a good university and, and studying, you know, something in the medical field and all of these things and pressures that society likes to tell you. It was like, oh my goodness, like I haven't been living true to my values. What do I really want? And it was so different to what society was projecting onto me. And that was actually the time of my life where I suffered the most, like I was in a literal jail in my body. Kelly, do you remember? I used to have these dreams when I was sick where I would be skydiving and surfing and skiing in my dreams because in physical life, I could barely get out of bed that my mind wanted to experience that freedom. Um, and so then I realized, well, I have different values and I don't want to follow the path of everyone and everyone else or the trajectory I was going on because it wasn't true to myself. And I went back to school, finished um, it online. Callie and I ended up graduating the same year. So I was a bit like two years a bit behind, but then we went straight into kinesiology. So yeah, that's my experience with chronic illness. And Callie, do you want to share yours? Yeah, but I actually, I remember distinctly my sister, like when you had um, chronic fatigue and that before we knew anything about um, trauma and how the emotions affect the body and stuff, I was, I found this video online, this woman talking about chronic illness, uh, not chronic illness, talking about chronic fatigue. And it, she was talking about the emotional side of things. Cause I was like, I want to help my sister. The doctors, you know, she's been to every single doctor and they're all like, they would tell her that she has anxiety or something and that, or that it's normal. Anyway, so this video, this woman was talking about, she said, when you have chronic fatigue, it's because you don't love what you're doing in your life. I remember that. And I remember getting so angry at that. Also, like you're doing too much in life. You're just unaligned. I was like, what is this bullshit? I literally did not believe in it at all. And then going through my healing journey, as Callie said, all the doctors, tests, dead end. I healed myself through going to a kinesiologist and having that um, healing on a mind body level and seeing that, you know, your emotional state of being is the um, catalyst for how your body responds. And it actually can influence so many things down to a cellular level. And now looking back, I'm like, yep, Katie, that was the cause of your chronic fatigue, just full unalignment, um, not being in love with life. And um, it was just a, really a full circle moment going back into that your body is actually a snapshot right like like a, take, imagine you've taken a photo of yourself after every single traumatic experience you've had in your life like that is what your body is like so when your posture and everything and whatever it is you're going through right now it is literally 
a snapshot of that. And so coming back to, yeah, like my experience as well was that at the, like a very similar time I had um, IBS. So as some of you guys might know, there is a deep, deep link between IBS and just stomach issues in general. And, and for anyone who doesn't know IBS, oh, maybe yeah. describe that. Yeah. yeah, IBS is irritable bowel syndrome. So it's for a lot of people, it's like bloating, constipation. Like you can't eat a single thing. Like anything you eat makes your stomach blow up like a balloon. And I was... How old was I? Like seven, oh, 16 when it started, I remember. And you can imagine the insecurity at that age. I'm 16. I want to wear crop tops. I want to, you know, show off my stomach. And all I would do instead is wear these baggy clothes to hide my stomach. But not only that, I would try not to eat. I was eventually became scared to eat food. I would, wouldn't go to school because I was so bloated. I couldn't even fit my skirt. And essentially though, what you can see is my response to my illness only made it worse because I started to hide myself. I started to deprive myself of going to uh, um, certain events or having certain experiences. And that actually makes it worse because I then decided this is what my life is going to look like moving forward. I'm always going to be this way. I'm always going to be bloated. And so I changed the kind of clothing that I bought and the kind, the way that I literally live my life. And that only perpetuates the situation that you're in because you're now expecting it to be your reality every single day. Yeah. And also it's your energy as well. Think about it. You are like literally shrinking yourself, trying to hide. Um, and it's a dimming of your personal power. You're not trying to be seen, right? And so that affects and trickles into so many different areas of your life. And that's why it's so important. You have to lead first. And yeah, how did you heal that? Do you want to talk about how you were over, able to overcome yeah, so I remember between like 16, 17 and like those kind of years, like, you know, I was trying all the generic things, like going to all the doctors, changing my diet, doing all those things. And I'm like, nah, it's still the same. And I remember distinctly there was this time in year 12 where, um, and I'd sort of like blurred out and forgotten about a few years of my life where I went through this intense trauma. Like I just couldn't remember any of those situations. But there, I went to this dinner one night and this girl who had bullied me for a lot of high school who, and now I totally understand, you know, she's going through her own stuff. That's why she's that way. But she made this really small comment. She just said to me, can you go back to where you came from? And when she said that, I remember I came home and cried for like a whole week. Oh my goodness. If I were there, that girl would have gotten like, yeah, she would not want to confront me in that moment. But essentially what happened is that my mind had for, like blurred out all the trauma I'd been through because it was too much for me to deal with. But when this girl made this comment, it brought it all to the surface. And this was like in year 12. And I remember my boyfriend at the time and my family and mum was like, Callie, I know this girl's not nice and she's a bitch. But she said, why are you so upset? Like it's not, you know, the worst comment in the world. And it was simply because it brought all my trauma to the surface. And it was from that moment that I realized, holy shit, I have so much trauma and so much pent up emotion. Like no wonder my, I can't digest and eat anything because I haven't digested or processed my emotions. And so from there begun my journey of healing. Yes. And learning kinesiology. Now we are basically experts at reading the body and symptoms. And that's the main emotional cause of bloating indigestion ibs is not being able to digest and process life not being able to digest your emotions um suppressing that and that's a whole other conversation around you know society as well and the expectations we have especially towards women around how you can express yourself and um having to keep everything inside and trying to be professional and not being able to bring up a lot of your personal matters and experience it. it's always just you know be the the good girl the quiet girl the 
the easy girl. Um, so that was a big journey for for both of us. And that was kind of, that spiked our personal and spiritual awakening going through that. It's like a whole entire reevaluation, whole entire shift. And that's when I realized, you know, I just want to follow my passion. I remember distinctly, there was one moment when I was lying in bed and I made this promise to myself. I said, when I get better, I promise to live my life to the fullest and take every opportunity and just just live life as if I'm the creator. Because prior to, um, you know, my um, illness, I was a completely different person to who I am now. So reactive. I was such a victim. I just blamed everything. Callie can attest to that too. I was just so negative and everything else just constantly, you know, everything was just bad. If anything happened, if anyone canceled plans, I was just becoming the biggest bitch in any scenario and I just couldn't handle it. And going through that, I realized the power of manifestation. I went into a lot of personal development work because I was so sick. I had nothing else to do. So I picked up (laughs) books. I went online. I listened to podcasts and I was like, oh my goodness, manifestation, thoughts create your reality, all this and um, universal laws. And so not only did we successfully heal our bodies, but through that, we learned about the power of manifestation and that also changed our life not only because it's one thing to heal yourself it's another thing to change the way in which you interact with the world it's one thing to go from victimhood to the creator and that's what we did through manifestation so not only did we heal but our whole entire lives changed from you know we had fairly good lives but to now we can manifest anything and everything that we desire. And we've gone now into living lives full of wealth, full of luxury, and not only the materialistic things, but amazing relationships. Um, And yeah, Kelly, did you want to talk a little bit about that? And just what you were saying, like, I honestly think that for a lot of people, you know, they go to this really dark place and they heal themselves and they get out of it, but they don't understand how they got to that low place to begin with. Does that make sense? And so that's why understanding manifestation um, really plays such a big role and actually not only getting you out of that dark place, but uh, then you understand, okay, how can I stay in this place? Like that's sort of the difference because now like, you know, we live our whole life through manifestation. Like it is our way of living. It's not just like this like belief system. It's literally like the way that we live our life. And you don't realize until you've tapped into this energy of personal power and creating your reality that you realize how much you're being a victim from every moment you're always anticipating something you're bringing an energy into every single situation Kelly and I noticed that as well we'll be with people and they'll say oh I won't be able to find a car park and they've immediately accepted that reality versus Kelly and I were every go get a car park like even yesterday we got two car parks in a place that was so so rare to get car parks and both of us found one next to each other just as someone was pulling out like even things like that we're always anticipating the best we live our life like we are the exception right we live our life as in everything bends or reality bends in our favor and so even small things of like the moment before you eat a meal are you anticipating that that meal is going to make you fat and bloated or do you anticipate that your body is always in its best condition and is good at digesting and you're always going to be slim are you anticipating you're going to make money today or not are you anticipating how your relationship is going to go that's when things shift it's a way in which you decide to take control of life and no longer be the victim no longer be the person reacting yeah and it's like when you begin to really deeply understand manifestation you begin to realize how much of your life you actually did manifest the good and the bad oh yeah it's a real wake-up call and also even when we say that today to people who are just brand new to it and you say you know you know you created a lot of it it can be very deeply triggering to realize that 
Yeah, absolutely. But that is actually where your power is located, right? Like, don't you want to know that you create both the good and the bad because that means you get to like change things to how you want it to be, right? And it, it's just so powerful to look back and realize, you know, all those like low points in my life, all those negative experiences, I in some way sort of like manifested and attracted that. And so it's like, you can learn from that and not manifest or attract that again. And like, I am, I am a great example of this because I remember before I would always manifest drama. I would always attract negative, bad experiences and bad people into my life. And after I learned about manifestation, it's like that kind of stuff does not happen anymore. And it's not a coincidence that it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because I'm not available for that to happen. I was literally about to say that you're not available. And that's the first thing is manifestation. It's like, what are your standards? What are your expectations? There are certain things. I mean, even Kelly knows the way I live my life. I'm like queen energy. I do not stand for people treating me in a certain way. And I always expect things to be good. And, and I just manifest complete magic all of the time. Um, in the way that people treat me, in the way that I'm always having men help me without me needing to ask. It's just like you get to accept that queen treatment and I don't even need to say anything. It's my energy that speaks. It's like, you know, when someone just has really firm, strong boundaries, it's like, you know, not to cross that person. And it, again, it stems from inside. It stems from what they are willing to tolerate and not tolerate and setting that standard for yourself. It's the energy. Like you, we, we read energy. We can feel energy. It's like, how do you know how your cat is feeling? It's in their energy, that the energy your cat's embodying. You know when to not touch your cat because it's going to scratch you because it's giving off that vibe. Yeah, and what happens, like you embody a certain energy, the cat's starting to get angry. It then changes. It's The ears go back, the tail goes down. Like all of these things start to change. And so this is a manifestation, like talking about embodiment. It's like we think that it's ju- the embodiment changes everything because it changes your posture. It changes your tone. It changes your attitude. Absolutely. Everything. And so let's kind of talk about the things that we've manifested. I feel like, you know, obviously we started this in our teenage years. That's when it started to kind of come in. And I think that's when we also started just experimenting. We're like, oh, let's yeah. see what we can create. And and I would just set these goals and I would just fully unattach. Like, let's see if I can make the money. Let's see if I can do the thing. And um, it really started to take off exponentially just in the past two to three years. Um, I think the b- first big thing I manifested was actually my job. So I was 19 at the time. I was still I was I remember I was doing year 12 the last year of school online and I kind of wanted to have a job because I was doing it online so I could you know work at the same time and I was like but I have standards I don't want to work in Maccas or hospitality or retail or anything like that because it just just wasn't a vibe for me I'm like I want um you know a better job and so I started manifesting that and I ended up getting approached by a company and I'd never had a job previously in my life I had a business that's a whole other thing we we started a business when we were young like drop shipping and jewelry and clothing business um we were actually at this back when Kate and I were vegan we were walking around this vegan market we met these random people who had this store and we were chatting with them and it was days after that where we met these people that they reached out to you Mm. Katie and offered you the job they got I they sent me a message and said would you like to come in for an interview because I loved my social media at the time I wasn't really doing much just was an aesthetically pretty social media I went in and I remember days before um going in for that interview because it was my first ever Um, job interview I started using scripting and scripting is a manifestation technique where you write in your journal in past tense as if it has already happened and I remember I wrote it every single day leading up to that interview I said I walk in um, you know I'm confident 
And back then I was not very confident, but I was manifesting it. Again, you manifest the confidence, you manifest the person you want to be. Um, and I said, that goes so well and they are impressed by me all and everything, I get the job. And I remember during the interview, they said, wow, we're actually very, very impressed with you and, and, and what you have achieved. And, and I remember thinking that is exactly what I wrote in my journal. So I landed that job and such good experience. And it was um, an e-commerce business. Um, selling things online and I was doing their marketing. So I would do all their social media. I would do their, um, I would work with influencers. I would create all the content and that helped me so much when I decided to quit that job because it ended up being, you know, what unaligned in a way, yes, but also my standards had really changed, right? I was looking for something bigger and the skill set that I'd learned from that really helped me now. Um, and so that's all the thing. I never regret anything that happened, you know, our past business that we had closed or studying kinesiology, um, our previous job. Like I'm grateful for all of that because in that moment, even if you quit or even if it looks like it quote unquote fails, you've gained something from that. And I always see that in every single thing that happens, every single relationship, whatever, if it doesn't work, there's a reason and you've gained something that's going to help you for your next leg of your journey. Yeah, and it's really important to remember like the things that you want in your life change. Like there was a time in your life where you really wanted that. And I think for so many of us, we look back at things in our life and we like feel really shameful and things like that. But it's like, you know, yeah, if I th- look back now, my exes were horrible people to me. Like like didn't treat me well and stuff. And it's like, but there was a time in my life where that's all I wanted. And you didn't when, know any better. And when they asked me out, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. You know what I mean? And it's like, there was a time in your life where that's what you really, really wanted. So it's like, don't shame yourself for the fact that now you look back and there's like embarrassment or shame because now your standards have changed. And it's great that it has changed, but that is just, yeah, the natural flow. And another thing as well is don't shame yourself for your desires changing. If you're still currently in that situation, you desire or decide you want more, honor that and go with the flow. And I really believe that your desires are a compass. I really believe that you just need to follow. And there's a difference between egoic desire and soul desire deep inside, you know, when you are having those soul desires, it's just, you know, a little push to move forward, to move to that next thing. And so constantly throughout my life, how I got here today was just listening to those little soul desires, those whispers, you know? And so when it said, you know, I had to quit my job, then I did that. I had to start my business. I, ha- I was unemployed beginning of the pandemic, all of that. My first year I created six figures and I now have a multi six figure business. I went from earning 2000 a month to earning $20,000 a week. And that was a huge manifestation of quantum leap, but it didn't happen by accident. It happened because I followed my soul's desires and I worked so deeply on my money, wealth, consciousness blueprint and um, manifesting and and embodying the version of me that I wanted to become. Yeah, so now I'm trying to think of like one of the first things I manifested. And I honestly can't remember because we've manifested like so many things. But I do remember when like Katie was definitely deeper into manifestation than I was. And I knew about it a bit, but I didn't like fully understand how to implement it and things like that. And so I remember that I lost my brand new iPhone, my $2,000 iPhone. I, I remember that. We still don't know where it is until this day. It just has gone missing. I literally got dropped off from my house to my friend's house, which was like a seven minute drive, but I've been drinking a lot. I got out the car. Apparently I was holding my phone, walked 10 steps to my, to my friend's house. As soon as I got inside, I said, where's my phone? And everyone's like, we don't know. Find my iPhone is gone. Wherever the, Maybe it's gone to another dimension. Okay. We just don't know. <laughs> we really do not know. Anyway, so I lost my phone and, um, and all I wanted was another phone. I was really, really upset. <laughs> and I have my old phone, but I wanted the really good camera. And so I remember saying, I literally said, 
all I need is $1,000. Because I think I had $1,000 in my bank that I was like happy to spend. So I was like, all I need is $1,000. All I need is $1,000. And I didn't want it to come out of my regular paycheck. I want it to be an additional money, right? And bear in mind, in my job, the same job that I was working with Katie, we would get paid like the minimum wage. Like we didn't get paid any extra than that. We never, ever, 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 ever got bonuses. It was never on the cards for us to get a bonus ever. And when I was manifesting and I remember I was saying to the universe, like all I need is a thousand dollars. Like if I have this thousand dollars, I was saying everything will be right in the world. Like it was just so, it's so funny that thinking back that this was my big manifestation anyway. And it was later that week or the next week that my boss said, Hey, we have had a really good like last few months and you're getting a bonus. And I was like, that is wild. How much is a bonus? And it was exactly $1,000. I don't know how they set it up, but I didn't have to pay any tax on it or anything. So it was literally $1,000. And in that moment, I was like, holy shit, this manifestation stuff is real. Yes. And that's the thing. When you start doing it and you see the evidence, you realize, oh my goodness, this stuff works. And the more evidence you get, the more momentum you create. And so we started with just small things, you know, small. You know, Mine was a, it was a job and yours was the $1,000 and we grew from there. And this is the thing with manifestation is that you can continually raise your standards, right? There never gets to a point where it's just like, okay, this is it. It's like you can continually desire more. You can continually elevate, not from a place of, you know, egoic, like materialistic, I always need more, but realize that the elevation never stops if you so desire that, right? And so in our life, you know, we had a pretty good life. We had, you know, a pretty good car and all that. And then we just went to the next level where now we have, you know, so many amazing, you know, cars that are like six figure cars. We have um, incredible businesses. We, you know, buy designer items basically every single month and it's gone above um, and beyond what we originally thought. I remember last year I was manifesting my first designer item and I bought my Gucci bag on my um, 23rd birthday. And now that's like my norm. And I remember in the beginning, just walking into a designer store, I felt like an imposter. I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. This is so posh. This is whatever. And now it's like, we regularly speak to our sales associates and buy things. And again, it's like, how can you elevate? How can you make, and this is one of my favorite exercises in manifestation. How can you make what looks like a ceiling now, what looks like the best case scenario of like that is luxury how could you make that your floor how could you bring it and normalize it so before ten thousand dollar months my business was all that i wanted i'm like if i've made ten to twenty thousand dollars a month i've made it and i got to a point where i was making that per week i've made that in a day i've made twenty thousand dollars in a single transaction so what shifted is i started to normalize these amounts and bring what was my ceiling what was my maximum capacity of what I could see and bring that as now my new standard. So you can consistently shift that. You need to realize that you have standards in your life. You have ceilings in your life. You have this, you know, this point, the energetic set points. You can move that at any point. That's how we continuously elevate, right, Kelly? We continuously raise our standard to even higher, to above and beyond and seeing past our old maximum capacity. Yeah, I honestly think that what tends to happen is that when you look at something that's like maybe you, you perceive it as out of reach. It's like when, last year when I was in like YSL and I was like asking how much are these bags and they were like two, three thousand. And I was like, are you joking? And I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't even imagine the day where that would be a thing. And you create such a big distance you and gap. You put it on a pedestal, essentially. You pedestalize it. Yeah, and then you're like, 
frothing over that bag you're like oh my god imagine my life with that bag and you yeah you, you exactly put it on a pedestal and that makes it harder to manifest because the separation right what you normalize becomes your normal reality if you see it as out of reach you can still manifest something that's out of reach but your perception around that thing dictates how easily it'll come into your life and so i've even worked with clients and people you know manifesting the big things in their life twenty thousand months all that they achieve it and then what happens is they either lose the thing or it goes away or goes down for example they make a 20k month highest month ever and then they go back down because why they haven't normalized it they put it on a pedestal and so therefore that the universe still pedestalizes it for them normalization is having it all the time i didn't just buy my gucci bag you know i, I put designer on a pedestal i didn't just buy my gucci bag and that was it i continued to normalize it so that was my baseline and then i started to build off of that so do you see the difference in the energy, difference in the embodiment, difference in the, the way you see it? So as you said, Kelly, pedestalization creates separation between yourself and your desire because it's distance. You need to see your desire as one with you, as something that is here now. Exactly. And one of the techniques that I love to implement in my life, even most recently, when I had already manifested like plenty of um, designer handbags, but I was really after this one bag that was around like $7,000. And I still was like, this is the most expensive bag, you know? And so I did feel that separation that in that distance between me and that item feeling like oh it's going to be a long time before I get it but instead what I love to do is just close your eyes for one moment see that item as in your life right now see it on your body and feel into that sensation that feeling and, and anchor into that and now you take that feeling with you for the rest of the day and, and the next days to come and that's your new reality right like you show up now as though you already have that item that is the shift that's the key with manifestation really like manifestation basics 101 which i teach stop desiring start having when you desire something guess what you're telling the universe that i don't have it because you only desire things that you don't have and basis of manifestation is again the energy you emit is the energy that you receive so what you are being is what you were receiving. So if you're being instead of I want, then you're constantly going to manifest more th things, situations and circumstances where you want. I don't want an iPhone 14 Pro. I already have an iPhone 14 Pro. I don't want, you know, whatever, 10K months, 20K months, like I've already achieved that. And so that is the main thing It's how can you shift? It's okay to desire, again, desires are the compass of your heart and soul. Feed into the desire, now shift it. I want you to shift to imagine that your desire is already here. And that is the key thing. So many people stay in desire and people think desire is everything. Well, if desire is what quantum leap you are manifested, then every single person would be living their dream life because everyone has desires, but not everyone can become their desire. Anyone can hold a vision. Not anyone can become the vision. Yeah. And a way that I really like to um, paint this sort of picture for you guys is that let's say you desire to be in a relationship. If you stay in that, I desire to be in a relationship energy and do not shift into, I am the person that's in a relationship. What energy is a person in who wants to be in a relationship? We all know that person. A desperate person. <laughs> we all know that person, that friend who's like, all I want is to be in a relationship. It's, it's so, so repulsive, honestly. Yeah. It's like not a vibe. Because it's like you you just delete your standards basically and you're willing to accept like- <laughs> Delete. <laughs> You're willing to accept, accept like anything, right? I'm not going to lie because this was me before. Like all I wanted and desired was a relationship and I kept like waiting and wanting that to happen. And so I was stuck in that needing, wanting, desperate energy and that is not attractive. So when you shift 
away from that I just desire it to I already have it who would I be how would I show up and how would I feel every single day of my fucking life knowing that I have this thing everything changes you no longer become the victim you no longer because most of you if you don't practice manifestation right now which I'm, I'm pretty sure most of you listening are kind of into this stuff already but let's say you're not or you remember that time remember you're reactive you're waiting you're like when I get the relationship then I'll feel loved when I get the money then I'll feel rich when I get you know the thing then I'll feel whatever it is that I desire to feel And that is just so rooted in victimhood. There is no power because you're saying that everything that I am is based on what my external world is giving me. Manifestation, you know, we often think it's the end result. And that's something I really want to make sure we understand this podcast. Yes, Kelly and I have manifested so much, but the core of why we practice conscious manifestation isn't to create the outcome. The core of manifestation is so that you become the conscious creator of your reality. You step into deeper embodiment of your power. You stop waiting for things to validate how you feel and you start being the creator, right? And that is so powerful when you stop giving away your power to your external circumstances um, and shifting into that. And so I think that's the exercise we can kind of leave you guys with today is I want you to pick one thing that you desire and I want you to shift into imagine that you already have that thing walk as if you have that thing lead your life lead your day as if you already had that thing and watch how your energy and emotions change and that shift in vibrational frequency will shift what the universe is going to bring into your reality yeah, so what you can do is get a pen and paper, write down what what it is, what do you desire, right? How would you feel if you had that desire in your life now? All of those things that you've written down, that is what you're going to be embodying. That is exactly what you're going to be embodying. A lot of people as well have heard the phrase pretend as if or act as if, and it's like playing a game. I don't want to do any of this bullshit, basically, because this is not how I teach manifestation. We don't work around pretending that we have it. I want you to fully be it you have that capacity, right? You can access that. There's a reason why I desire it because you already are starting to feel the energetic blueprint of that thing. So don't just have it as a dream or a fantasy, but really live and breathe it. And what have you got to lose, really? Pretending and acting as if you have something is not declaring that it is already done. Exactly. And just touching back on what Katie was saying before, manifestation is yeah partly about you know manifesting the end result but really it's not what manifestation is not about what you manifest it's who you become along that journey Mm, it's a lifestyle it's a way of being and that's why we love manifestation so much because again it changes how you lead your life and so yes we've manifested cool things as a byproduct of that but we're just in our power now compared to before when we were sick and ill and didn't have the things that we desired and were constantly in longing and desperation and wanting that is the major thing that's you have this, so powerful. Yeah, you, when, like, when you fully understand and implement manifestation in your life and like that, that technique that we've just shared with you guys, you regain this new sense of control and, mm. and personal power. And that's really like two key things that I really love about manifestation and has fully changed like our life from where we were, like just we were talking about at the start of this podcast where it was like manifesting a thousand dollars is all I want from that space to where we are now, where like, you know, receiving thousand dollar payments is a such a normal thing that happens on a regular day. Yeah, exactly. And I guess I want to leave you guys with this. 
if you can access the emotion of what you want and the feeling of having what you want now, if you can access it ahead of the event, of the circumstance, of the situation, then why does it actually matter if it comes into your life? If you could feel wealthy before the money, love before the relationship, freedom before all of the things, and you're feeling all of that without needing to have it, then why does manifesting the end result really matter so much? When in reality, you aren't chasing external things. You are chasing a feeling. You're chasing an energetic signature. And that is where we will end today's podcast episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is our first ever episode, which is just so, so exciting. And there's just going to be so many more juicy topics to come. I cannot wait. Thank you so much for listening. And as a present to all of you, if you loved this episode and you want more, leave a five-star review and email us a copy of that, then you will gain access to our money manifest uh, money meditation, sorry, that Callie has created for free. Do you want to talk more on that? Yes. So I've created this incredible um, meditation, which is all about understanding, identifying the trauma that you hold around manifesting that amount of money. Because once you identify that trauma, you can clear it from there, you can actually bring that and manifest and attract that money into your life. And I would love to give this to you guys as a present, as a freebie. It is valued at 55 USD. So it is honestly such an amazing gift that I can't wait to share with you guys. So all you need to do is leave a five-star review. Everything will be in the show notes below, including some of our masterclasses and programs that you can dive straight into if you want to learn more about manifestation, men and money. So we will see you next time when we will spill more of our tea. Bye Bye, everyone. everyone.